and welcome to the Ascending Word. You've got me, your boy Alex, and me, your boy Russ. Yeah, we're both back in action, in in live and in color, or you know, in audio notes, wavelengths, uh, in person. So Russ's voice is not going to be all terrible today because it's on a phone. What's that supposed to mean? Your voice is terrible, Russ. Oh gosh, I'm just kidding. That's mean, dude. I know. It's supposed to be a Christian thing. Yeah. And you come on here and you're spewing hate. Yeah. I'm just spewing hate everywhere. Just against your voice. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm a lousy Christian. Okay. All right. (laughs) Moving on. All right. So, Russ, uh, I got a question for you. All right, this is a deep one. Okay. We're about to about to paddle in some deep waters. <sighs> All right. All right. How do you stand against sin and for people? Dang. Yeah. How do you draw that line? How do you how do you say that this thing is a sin and this is something that doesn't line up with scripture, but you also say I love you just as you are because that's how Christ loves me and that's how Christ loves you. Mm. Well, that's a good one. I know. It's a deep ponder. That's a good one. I feel like I've got you stumped for a second. Well, I thought it was actually going in a different direction. Ooh. Okay. So, what direction do you think it was going to go in? Well, let's, let's pivot. Well, maybe we don't have to pivot. Maybe, maybe they go together. Okay. Okay. So, I was thinking, as someone, okay, as people, people struggle with sin. So even Christians struggle with sin. And I was thinking more in the direction of like, not only do we want to stand against sin, like we want to concentrate on not sinning, but even more so we want to concentrate on doing good works for people. And so it might, it might tie in in that way. Yeah. You know, so Perhaps, and I would say this is probably true, perhaps we concentrate too much on the sin or preventing sin and not enough. In other words, we concentrate too much in the negative, so not doing something for ourselves or even for other people, Mm -hmm. and not enough on the positive and what we should be doing. And so when I read the New Testament... Yeah, Jesus speaks against sin quite a bit. But as far as what we're called to do, I think that our mindset needs to be on um, loving others and doing things for people. And I think that <clears throat> I think that when we talk about other people, and I think this is the direction you were going with, is people are not going to listen to you or even care that much about what you have to say until you show that you love them and that you care for them. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we show that love to people, I think that that's what, uh, that's, what's going to stand out to them. And then from there, you know, if they're Christians, then we can talk about, you know, you know, you know, your life isn't matching up in this area and this is, I'll, I'll be there to work it through with you, but it's all rooted in that idea of like love and servanthood. 
And so coming alongside people and loving them, I think is, is the way that you, you start, you have to start that way. And then, uh, then you go to, you know, looking at sin in their life and uh, allowing them to recognize that they're sinners. And so, and obviously there's different nuances when you talk about Christians or non-Christians too. Right. And so maybe we can go into some of that or, or not, but um, yeah. Well, oh, what, what were you thinking? What were your thoughts? I, I think, and this one is, it's probably more based in like pop culture stuff than anything else that we've really broached before, mm-hmm. because this is something that kind of rears its ugly head more, mm-hmm. more often than it should. I think, um, but it still does. It's, you know, it's part of the sin nature of this world. Um, but we're approached with issues that biblically are sin, but we're, we're called, we're called to do a thing that is to love. How do we, how do we, and I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like, how do we, how do we come back from that old Testament mentality of we have to deal with the sin first and love later? How do we deal with that in our Christianity and, um, mm-hmm. and I think, I think for my, my take, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that same vein as you. I mean, I think we've got to start with love and not with the sin because if we, if we start with the sin, we're going to focus on the sin and that's going to be our focus. And we're going to be so focused on the sin that we're going to cause more sin by amplifying that in our minds. However, if we reverse that and we, and we see through the lens of love, then we allow change to come into our lives mm-hmm. because let's, let's think about our own Christian walk for a second. Mm-hmm. The way I changed is it it wasn't through somebody telling me, um, that sin, any, any given sin is wrong. Okay. That lying is wrong. That, um, gluttony is wrong. That lusting is wrong. You know, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't stop, stop doing any of those things because somebody told me, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't do, I didn't stop doing any of these things, any, any of these things because it was like some sort of moral platitude or ethical mandate. Right. I, I didn't stop. Um, just like laws don't stop people from doing bad things. Okay. That's mm-hmm. something that comes from, from the heart. So if we're looking at the sin and we're putting it on this big pedestal, we're not seeing through the love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really ultimately where we've got to start seeing it through. Um, yeah, and we're still we're still seeing it in, in that Old Testament mindset, um, mm-hmm. and, and we really got to change that lens. Sorry, I got I got I kind of derailed there for a second. I lost where I was going to go for a second. Anyway, pick it up. I'll yeah. let you pick it up for a second because you, you look like you're itching to talk about something. Yeah, I would say just kind of adding to that when we think about kind of the God's big plan, and and we do want to we want to think about life and others from within that perspective. The goal is for people to be redeemed and to become, and to have a relationship with the God who created them. That's what we were, you know, that's what we started off with, with Adam and Eve and what we messed up with when, Mm -hmm. when they, when they sinned. And so the goal, God's plan is to redeem that, to bring about redemption in the world and, in people. And I think when you look about it, look at it in that sense, it is really about the people. Sin is it's it's not about the sin, it's about the people. Right. And and to get the whole person to get that relationship, 
yes, you do have to um, repent and go and and you know uh, go against your sinful ways. But it's really about it's really about the person and trying to um, and trying to restore the person to, to who they were meant to be, to who they truly are. And, and so I think that that should be the, the focus. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of curtails into what I was going to say, but I just totally, it totally slipped my mind um, that it's, <clears throat> it's really, you know, sin, if we focus on the sin, that sin's not going to change us or, you know, focusing on the fact that sin exists, isn't going to change us. It's focusing on the love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's focusing, it's, it's the love of Christ that changed me. It's the love of others that, that is, they've shown in my life that has spurned me on to change. Um, it wasn't them saying you need to stop sinning. It wasn't them saying, mm-hmm. um, consistently naggingly over and over again, you need to get the sin out of your life. They might've said once, Hey, do you realize this sin is in your life? Mm-hmm. And then I dealt with it in my heart and they loved me through that process. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't an, an overnight thing, right? It wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't anything that changed me. So my my I, this more than I guess more than anything else because of the nature of why I asked the question comes with a little bit of a challenge. As you go throughout your day, find a reason, find a reason to love someone in spite of to, despite their sin not in spite of their sin, despite their sin Mm -hmm. that, um, our penultimate goal is just to, um, serve Christ and show his love in this world above all things is to show that. Right. Yeah. It's a good word, man. Absolutely. I don't think I have anything else to add. It's, I I don't know that that one was a little bit heavier today. I don't know why. Um, no, that was good because it's it's very relevant yeah. to today and and even just the perception that other people have of Christians. Yeah. And let's just be real for a minute. Like for like it's it's not like there's so much of a perception of Christians that is just not what Christ was about and not really even what Christians are about. It's mm-hmm. just the assumptions that the two make that the uh, that the world makes about Christians. Mm-hmm. And about some some may have those outside characteristics but again we live in a fallen world no christian is perfect none none is good none is perfect the only one that's good or perfect is jesus and it's through him that we're made good and perfect now we as christ followers need to set that example this is probably the most preachy i've ever been but like we need to set that example we need to show non-believers look i'm acting in love first right Deal your, with your sin with Jesus, but I'm acting in love towards you. Right. But yeah. But and yeah. And I would also add to, you know, at the same time, you, you don't lower your standards because if you lower standards, then you're not really loving people. Yes. So you do have to have your standards, but that should not be. But as far as what you direct towards people, that that what you direct towards people should be love. Yeah. But there are, you know, you do, unfortunately, in a society where, you know, morality is relative to a lot of people and so forth, you do have to hold to a, a standard. And uh, I, will, I will say that it's also unfortunate, but we, and obviously we can't use this as an excuse for every, every situation, but 
people are going to look at people that have a standard and and think that they're self-righteous or, or mm-hmm. bigoted, you know. Right. And and sometimes they are, but sometimes mm-hmm. they're not too. Yeah. And so it's really up to every individual person to focus on having a standard but but showing love to people. Like that should be that should be what you're displaying. And if you're doing that, then I think everything else will will work out. Yeah, absolutely. And people people tend to see through whatever lens they want to see through. So Mm-hmm. You keep showing love and maybe they'll change their glasses. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so, dude, one of the – we've had a lot of good articles this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really super impressed with what we've got so far. But one of the – one of my favorites um, was was by our boy Andrew DiNardo. And I keep I keep referencing him a lot. Um, I, can, I, I hate to have favorites, but, you know. There's some people that just resonate with me, and Andrew's one of them. Um, and his article this week was "Were You There?" Um, and I think that kind of that kind of intrigued me to begin with. I'm like, "Well, where was I?" Mm-hmm. You know. So I clicked on it. And I was like, "All right, so let's see where I am." Russ, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> where were you? You were. At the cross, I guess. Weren't you? <laughs> yeah. According to Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed like a really, really poignant question. Or, or you should, or you should put yourself there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that. So, yeah, I, I, that might have been a Jesus juke. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know where I was going. With well, we're talking about Jesus, so it, it seemed like gonna, a. We're going to go there. It seemed like a good segue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, anyway, Andrew opens up his article <laughs> after all of our jokes are done. Um, talking about Johnny Cash. And anybody that knows me, uh, that, that's a great way to hook me into an article. You know it's a good article when you start talking about Johnny Cash. No, Yeah, no kidding. Like, yeah. For me, for me, he just represents that kind of hometown stuff because June Carter was from my neck of the woods ish, you know, 45, 45 minutes down the road mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and that, so that definitely hooked me. Um, but when he started talking about hurt and, you know, Johnny cash lovers out there everywhere will know the song hurt, um, where Johnny cash, you know, he, he achieved notoriety, he achieved fame, he achieved, he achieved all of these things. Um, but when he got to the end of his life, cause he, he sang this one when he was kind of in an old age, um, that he compared all of the things that he had achieved in life to dirt. His, his empire of dirt is the is the line in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he takes it even back a little bit further um, to another song that Cash did um, called uh, Were You There? And that's where I'm going to let you pick up, Russ. Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the things that that really stood out to me in this in this article was when Andrew started talking about humility and he makes the point that humility people can can act humble but sometimes that is actually it's actually pride just in disguise and 
I think it has a lot to do with the motivation behind it. So why, why are you acting humble? Uh, and the point that he makes is that he points to Jesus and he says, he says that humility has to be, has to be paired with obedience. Mm, yeah. And I thought that that was super profound because like I said, it, it really goes to the core of sort of the motivations for why we, for why we do things. Right. And that without obedience and the, I, I think that the, the sense that kind of obedience, the kind of connotation that obedience brings is that you're obedient to something. And so that it implies motivation yeah. Right, and that that motivation is with Jesus is to glorify God, and that it should be the same with us. And so when we are when we act humble, it should be in order to glorify God and not to bring attention to ourselves or to make us feel good. Because when we do it that way, it's actually humility is actually not a good thing. No, it's just more pride. It's just more pride. It's just pride in disguise. And so I that that part of of his article was what really, really stood out to me. Yeah. And, and that's the same thing for me. Um, because and this is, this is a kind of a critique on my own kind of Southern culture. Um, a lot of people have a natural sense of imbued, um, uh, humility. Okay. So they're like, well, honey, it, it wasn't nothing. I didn't take me nothing to put all this together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was some, you know, and, you know, grandparents of my generation of, of my uh, hometown culture I mean they they would they were guilty of you know making up these grandiose meals and saying oh lord it wasn't anything mm-hmm. and I, and I remember my grand saying it many times and it's, it's not that my grand wasn't humble she was very she was probably the characteristic of humble she just happened to say the phrase all the time um, but there's so many that they say the same thing but they're like but look at me. Right. You know, look how humble I am. And there's a lot of people that, and there's a funny song out there that's talking about, um, <laughs> I, th- I think it was off of like a lonely Island thing talking about, I'm the humblest. I'm the most humblest that my Apple <laughs> something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's a line in the song. There's probably about as long. Oh, there's a, goodness gracious. <laughs> there's a line in the song about an apple pie being crumbly and crumblest and delicious or something. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah probably copyright infringement somewhere but fortunately i butchered it enough that can't trace it (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) that was was great that was a great segue um (laughs) to be fair we're both in rare form today (laughs) uh yeah we're in penultimate form i would i would agree with that statement um Okay, I got I got a quote for you. Okay, what's up? From our boy C.S. Lewis. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> so C.S. Lewis has a great quote, and he says, "Humility is not thinking less of yourself; it's thinking of yourself less." Yeah. And so, C.S. Lewis. I mean, he's he's great. If you haven't read C.S. Lewis, you just need to read all his stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But. That I, I think that that's that gets to the core of it. It's not thinking less of yourself. So, and we see that with you know even athletes and whatnot when uh, guys will be clearly the best player on the team, and then some. Then they come off the field, and you know their their family or someone comes up to them and says, "Oh man, you you did awesome. You're so great." 
And then the athlete says, oh, no, man, I suck. Like, I, you know, and, and clearly they like you're just being untruthful at that point. Yeah. You know, like it's OK to accept the praise of of others to say, hey, thanks to say that. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it or whatever. But but <clears throat> the true humility is just not even not even thinking about yourself. Yeah. And uh, according to, to Andrew, what Andrew wrote, and I agree with him, is that, yeah, we're not thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about God. We're being obedient right. to God. And when we do that, when the focus is on God, the focus can't be on us. Exactly. And so that's what true humility is, is putting all the focus on God and not caring what happens to you or where you are or how great you look. Right. And, and that's humility. Right, exactly. And that that ties in with what we were talking about earlier. The more we focus on sin, the more we're going to sin. The more we focus on God and love, the more we're going to be like God and display that love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more we focus on ourselves, the more we're going to be prideful in ourselves, even if we're expressing it with humility. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a whole nother sin all, all in itself because it's a, just a deceitful tongue spreading lies about ourselves. Um, in that regard. And I a hundred percent agree with that C.S. Lewis quote. Um, I've always kind of viewed humility in that same vein that we're seeing ourselves less, but we're humility. Isn't seeing ourselves as low, but it's seeing ourselves in the proper dimensions, not too lowly, but not too highly, but seeing ourselves exactly as we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also liked how Andrew also talked a, l- a little bit about the idea of like trembling at, just the thought of the gospel and what Christ did for us. And I think that he, you know, obviously that's tied in with humility is that maybe we don't tremble enough or we don't, we don't uh, get emotional enough about it because maybe we are not humble enough. You know, maybe we're, we're not thinking about that in the right light enough, because if we really did think about the weight of it all and what Jesus did for us, then I think we would probably, you know, get more emotional and it would, it would resonate with us more than maybe it does sometimes. Yeah. And I can't remember where I read this this week, but I know, I know in my own heart, I've experienced more love and movement for God as, and and it's, it's totally scriptural, scriptural. So it, it works, but the more I've messed up and the more I've screwed up in my own life and the more sins I've done and, and had in my heart, Mm-hmm. The more and the more God has forgiven me, the more I've seen how much that, you know, I frankly need him that I can't do without him. Mm-hmm. And whenever I when I enter these moments of just being in awe of what God can do through me, I I just I can't help but be be humbled. Right. And it, it's it's an honest and it's, and it's something I deal with. Pride is something that I deal with. And, you know, as I'm sure most men do, we, we just inherently deal with pride. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's, I've, I don't experience a more pure moment than when I come into contact with how good God is and how low I am, right? but how much he still loves me. So I can see myself as low, but brought up because of God's grace. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, Je- Jesus gives the a story, and I'm just going to be very general in it because I forget the details. But basically, it's two people that owe debts. Yeah, and one owes a great debt, and one owes one that's not so great. But both are totally forgiven. Yeah, and Jesus asks, 
who's going to love the master more? It's the one that was forgiven most. The one that was forgiven the most. Yeah. And the, the purpose of that is that we are going to love God the most and we're going to glorify him the most when we recognize how great the debt is that we've been forgiven by God. That's a good and, word, dude. And that's humility. When yeah. we recognize what what God has done for us and how undeserving we are because we're all undeserving. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if it was <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was my hubris that said that I was sinless or that I had less sin in my life mm-hmm. before, or if I just really understood more of what sin was. And so mm-hmm. once I saw that, I started seeing my bills pile up. Oh, yeah. When you like, think about what sin is, it's not the action, but it's the heart. Yeah. Like, dude, we sin all the time. Yeah. More, more than we even realize. Yeah. Because it's the attitude of our hearts and the disposition of our hearts and not the things that we do. And that's what Jesus makes really clear. Like the Sermon on the Mount, you know, if you've uh, ever looked at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery in your heart. Yeah. You know, if you've ever hated a brother, you've committed murder in your heart. Yeah. So it's like, it all goes from the the exterior to the interior. And it's like, wow, I, I am so sinful. Yeah. But then when we recognize that, we see how much God loves us by forgiving us. And then that sort of invokes a love for God. Yeah. Which is really, that's the gospel folks. Yeah. In case you don't, you didn't realize that. I, I think we're straight up preaching the gospel we're, today, dude. We're, like, we're I, preaching the gospel. As, as much as we've stumbled over our words today, I think we've really, I, I think this is, this has been good. Like we've had, we've been more coherent with our theme. Yeah. <laughs> you know, despite it all. Um, but that's awesome. Um, but yeah, straight up gospel. Um, so on to an article that I really I enjoyed today. Um, I was I was looking at several articles, and I, I wanted to pick out one earlier. It was a sports one. And I was like, oh, that'll be kind of cool to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, I don't know. I, I just I didn't feel right about it. I felt like it was it went in a direction that I didn't think um, was benef- it, it didn't align with how we kind of approach things here. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, Russ and I, we've talked before. We don't want, we want to stay on the gospel. If it isn't about the gospel, then we don't want to be on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I probably, I'm going to share this kind of, kind of where we come from in our heart when we do these, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a vulnerable person as most, well, I've become more vulnerable as most of y'all been able to tell. Um, we we did this whole thing out of a out of out of a position that we we're not going to bring politics into the whole realm of all of the, what we do, but it can't help but be an influence Fantastic. on yeah on on things that are on our minds or things that are that we talk about that we address, but it's also something that we're not going to address openly here explicitly we're not going to tell you who to vote for or what yeah <laughs> give our thoughts on political issues yeah but we might talk about politics as far as speaking into the political realm and how it relates to the gospel and so forth yeah and that's kind of where a lot of what's going what where, where this podcast today is coming from because we're, we're not trying to approach it from like a political angle at all we're just trying to approach it we're trying to approach a political topic from a gospel perspective because we as Christians need to understand that politics aren't things that we can avoid, but these are things that we need to engage with as Christ would. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is our attempt to both walk through it 
and help kind of guide some thought in that direction. So uh, that was a really random segue for where we're going. <laughs> but yeah, is I, this I, a political I, article now? Or? No, this isn't a political article. <laughs> but the, the one that I read er- earlier was... It, Slightly political? It was more like sports political. Okay. So I, I just... I don't know. My heart didn't feel, um, my heart didn't feel good about it. I didn't, I didn't feel, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I just felt, I felt odd about it. Um, not to say that those things don't have merit. It's just, that's not what we do here. All of that to go into the article that we did, that I, that I did choose. Um, so it's article, the article's title is the God who broke my heart. Mm. Um, and it's by, you know, somebody that shares your name, Russ, Russ Ramsey. Hey, <laughs> fellow Russ. I like him. <laughs> um, and this is kind of an old article, but like I kind of, I, I think I accidentally tangentially got this way because I clicked a few articles. Hey, and that's fine. Got a few deep, but Hey, this is most popular on the web and it was on the front page. <laughs> there we go. Um, so this one immediately stuck out to me because, um, I, I wrote, I wrote an article um, I mean, years ago about Thomas, um, the, the disciple Thomas mm-hmm. and how, and, uh, how his heart was broken when, when Christ was crucified and that led to a lot of his unbelief. Um, and so in writing that article, it was a very em- emotional, deeply felt thing for me because I felt like that at times that, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't sometimes believe because I was so broken over the God that I felt broke my heart mm. and left. Mm. Um, and so that's a, that's a different story for a different day, but like, so that's why it resonated with me. Um, and so essentially what this article is about is, um, a, a, a guy that he, um, he had an infection that destroyed part of his heart mm. and he actually was literally, his heart was literally breaking. Broken. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so he goes into like kind of the usual things of what happens when your heart breaks, um, what happens when you're disappointed, what happens when things don't go to your, go your way. Mm-hmm. And he asked the question, what if it was God that broke my heart? Mm. And this, this brings up something that I think is very prescient for today, because I think a lot of us, we, we, or a, a lot of us or a lot of our parents um, were kind of roped into the prosperity gospel. Mm. And I think that, um, I, I think that's led people down a road that is not necessarily where God is. Right. And this article kind of deals with that, that mm. sometimes you suffer not because God doesn't want the best for you, but that sometimes you just suffer. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a very nihilistic way to approach it. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes God works in our, in, in us in ways that we don't see fully that even if he doesn't heal us completely, God is still with us and God's still working through us. And it's super hard to see that it's super hard to just sit back and say, look, I'm happy with you, God, no matter what, even if I get sick and my heart breaks, my heart literally breaks. Yeah. And I've, and over the last little bit, I, I'm sorry, I'm taking up way too much time, Russ. I need to no, interrupt you, you in a keep, second. Keep going, man. Um, I've, I've talked to people 
and just said, like, I, I, I give advice occasionally. I try to not give advice, but when it's, when it's necessary, I do. Um, and I tell people, and I've told people lately that, Hey, God doesn't always give you what you want, but sometimes you're in a season where you just have to be content with God. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not rah, rah gospel. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't pump you up, mm-hmm. but it's something that that's real and truthful and it's hits right where you are mm-hmm. and it make and it makes it again, it makes it less about you right. and it makes it about who God is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of my take and that's kind of where I've been in this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what, what are you thinking, yeah. man? Yeah, that's actually a really good segue to what I was going to add to that. And this might get into a little bit of apologetics, which perhaps preview for future things yeah. to come. Yeah, we got some ideas. But <clears throat> it, it goes back to that idea of of suffering and hardship. You know, why 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 do you go through it? Is there a purpose in it? And I, I would point people to um passage in the Bible that I was just reminded of in John 9 and there's a blind man and the disciples ask Jesus they say I'll quote it here it says Rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind because they used to think that sin was sort of passed down from generation to generation the consequences of of previous sins were passed down mm-hmm. uh, and Jesus he's he answers, he says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And I'll repeat that. He says, this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And so just as we're talking about, Jesus says, no, no, let's stop. Let's, let's change the narrative. Let's change the perspective here. We're thinking about okay, this person or his parents and these people, but it's really not about that. It's really about God. So, so Jesus flips things on its head and, and says to, to anyone, to people, someone with a, a messed up heart, to someone that's going through different things in their life. He says that, yeah, he's not ignoring that, that these are our trials, that these are difficult things, but he's saying, how much can God be glorified in that? Yeah. If you can glorify God in a difficult situation, that just speaks to how 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 worthy God is of glory. Yeah, right? absolutely. And so it's it's really about God receiving glory. And you said, isn't that narcissistic or or whatever? Yeah. But when you think about it, a good God wants you to have the best thing. Yeah. Right, a good that just makes logical sense, hopefully yeah. to everyone. A, yeah. if, if a God, if God is good, He wants you to have the best thing. Yeah. Well, the best thing is Himself, and so the best thing in the yeah. universe is God Himself. And so, does that make God narcissistic? Uh, sure, but should it be that way? Sure. And yeah. so, God, God wants to be glorified, and He knows that the best thing for us is when we glorify Him. That that makes us most most that gives us the most joy truly is when we glorify God, and so 
that's again a sort of maybe an apologetic sort of take or maybe I went on a tangent a bit but uh I think that that really speaks to the whole situation of you know what how do we how do we deal with these things why did God do this yeah did he have a purpose in it well maybe it's just to glorify him maybe it's for you to glorify him in it yeah and I'm going to throw this out there too is it really narcissistic of God to think of of himself being the best thing for you when he is the best thing for you. And he's seeing himself exactly as he is. Right. That's humility. Yeah. It's, it, I don't know if that sounds apologia or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. I'm making it a word. I've read that somewhere. Well, okay. Okay. I don't know we'll if it's sound it. apologetics, but, uh, that's theology according to Alex Boggs. <laughs> hey, maybe you should write a book. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, but, um, all theology according to me. Um, but yeah, so, so everyone get, you, you all get the picture. Yeah. But no, yeah. Um, yeah. God wants the best thing for us. And that's, and yeah, if he can be brought to glory, if he can be brought glory through our circumstances, then that's the best thing that mm-hmm. we can get. Um, and dude, that's so good. It's so good just to remember that and sit and say, look, if, and and it's so hard to understand that from a world mindset, it's literally impossible. It is literally impossible to understand that concept from a world mindset. Mm -hmm. You can't see that a good God would want to focus on himself. You only see, and it's, and it's the vision that we have from Mm -hmm. the world. It's that perspective that Jesus tries to flip for us. Yeah. And it's the thing that we see. We mm-hmm. we only know what is good by what we see. And if we've never seen God, we can't understand that our needs aren't the best good. Mm-hmm. The best good is him. Mm-hmm. And that that is earth shattering. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And on that note, I think we'll kind of wrap it up there. Um, hit us up on Facebook if you found our words of the day. Actually, our word of the day. Um we we try to say it a couple of times in the in the episode. So if you can pick it out somewhere, each one of us said it once this episode. So that's each, a hint. Each one of us said it once, and it's not and. <laughs> it's a little bit more complex. Yeah. So so and we probably used it in the, used it in the wrong context. Yeah, we both definitely used it in the wrong context. So we're not dumb. We're not doctoral students that are dumb. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I might well, be. Well, it's debatable. debatable. No humility. No, we're not dumb, Alex. We're, we're not just dumb. not highly advanced. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Anyway, hit us up on Facebook if you figured out the word. Uh, we'll give you a shout out. Um, hit us up uh, at ascendingthoughts1 at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions about upcoming blogs or want to be featured, um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have some guest featured uh, posts here soon. Uh, also hit us up on Twitter at us uh, there at ascend underscore thought ascend underscore thoughts. Um, and then hit us up on Instagram. We're there at ascending thoughts. Um, keep, keep following us at ascending word at uh, all of the places that you get podcasts. So iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, we're on all of those. Um, if you have any questions about videos, hit us up at ascending thoughts, video at gmail.com. Uh, at all, always, you can find us at one of our homes on the web, uh, ascending thoughts, or our other home on the web, ascending thoughts, 
Facebook, whatever. Just go to Facebook, type in Ascending Thoughts. You'll find us. We got the we got the picture. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, also, looking forward to this week and some other stuff that we've got we've had over the past week. We've had a really great great article from uh, our girl Sammy Lavoy. She wrote a fantastic piece. Um, as always. So check her out. Check out uh, ones that we mentioned today. So Andrew Donardo, were you there? Um, check that one out too. We got some cool upcoming stuff next week. Uh, coming down the pike, we might have some cool apologetic videos. Oh. Yeah, we got some thoughts in the work. So if you have some thoughts of stuff that you'd like to hear us break down about apologetics or something that you're confused about and don't know how to break down, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So hit us up uh, at any of the aforementioned places, and we'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. Peace out. <laughs>